Welcome back, stoners. Welcome to Stoner Talk. I am your host, B.C. Alright. And today, stoners, we're going to talk about something. I may get a few people mad at me, but it is what it is. We're going to talk about something. And literally, I was just thinking about, so I don't really know how to really categorize the stoners, you know. Um, So today we're going to talk about being alone and being lonely. Two different things, stoners. Let me light my fang. All right. Now, we're going to two segments, of course, stoners, you know. Um, the first segment, I think I'm going to categorize this as realizing nobody cares, especially the people that care. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to do. Now, I've already done a podcast on, on nobody cares, on nobody caring about, you know, you. And I went in depth on it. If you want to check it out, you can. But I'll, I'm going to elaborate to make my point. I was just sitting here thinking today, you know, and uh, I just noticed that good intentions and a great idea from a good person only facilitates evil doing. Let me explain, stoners. <clears throat> okay. And I'll circle back around. This is this is about loving you, not caring about what other people think, but let's move forward. It's just a I'm 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 a seem sporadic, but give me a minute, stoners. Now listen. Like I said, good intentions, great ideas from a good person always facilitate evil doing. This is what I mean by that. Let's start with the the transgender uh, uh, LGBTQ community, right? Now, I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. I know how oppressive it has been for gay people, okay? My Uncle Jamie, God rest his soul, he was gay, and I had a lot of gay friends. You know what I'm saying? At least I thought they was gay. (laughs) I'm just joking. But no, my point... Honest to God, uh, stoners, I, I seen with my own two eyes, you know, like today, not today, today, but in today's society, a transgender slash gay slash non-binary, whatever you want to label yourself, you can go to a school, uh, get your education whilst doing so. You can be one of, if not the most popular person in said school. And that person will still go home and feel oppressed because somebody didn't use the right pronouns or a certain privilege wasn't offered to the person. Right now. When, and the reason why people like me scoff at, 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 at people having problems like calling that problems, because I seen when a gay person wasn't even allowed in the school, mama drop them off. And if he crossed that threshold, he had five fights to deal with. This was me, and this was me in elementary school, stoners. 
I was in the fifth grade when I when I found out what was gay, right? What the hood thinks about it, and who we think is that's that that's how it was introduced to me. I was in the fifth grade, right? Now I'm never a violent person, even as a kid, right? Actually, coming up, I was actually known as a uh, scary and um and brissy. Like people thought I couldn't fight. People thought I was just a punk or whatever, just only because I didn't like to fight. But once it happened, it is what it is. Now, I seen that, right? But I also seen that same person every day come to school, get into two or three fights. Talking about fists, stuffs. There's no suspensions because there are spots in the school. So we ain't about to get caught, right? One after the other every day, Monday through Friday. And after his fights, he's laughing all through the day with his homegirls and da 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 Until it came to a point where nobody really messed with him. That's just who he was, man, tripping on him. That's oppression. You got to fight every day. Not with words, not with emotions, right? With your bare knuckles. Two and three fights a day. Just because of who you are. It kind of out, you know what I'm saying? It outweighs you know, now I want you to understand something, Stoners. This is what I mean by good intentions and great ideas by a good person is, is facilitating evil doing because of this. The first time I heard about uh, a transgender, not gay, not lesbian, not bi, none of that. I'm talking about a transgender person wanting equality. It wasn't really equality this person was looking for. This person wanted validation in the choice that this person made for herself. Right. In other words, I knew the guy, the guy, the guy wanted to be a woman. So he threw a wig on, took some hormones, got some dresses, filled himself out and boom. Right. Every day, this person was looking for validation. Saying, I am a real woman. I am a real woman. This person wasn't talking about biologically. This person wasn't talking about, you know, pretend and all this. This person just wanted to be accepted as a woman. Right? The feeling that she had, she wanted validation from society. Yes, I feel like a woman, so treat me as such. I get that. I totally understand that. It wasn't about pronouns. It wasn't about... Can I still go to this bathroom, that bathroom? Because guess what? This person also only went to the men's bathroom. They they wasn't naive or 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 just dumb to whatever they are. They know what they are. They're just asking you to respect their feelings. You know, whilst at the same time still following the rules of society. I'm a man, so I will go into the man's bathroom this is not a time to be flamboyant and make my decisions your decisions this person already knew that right and i was thinking about this today stoner this person knew that but all they wanted was to be validated as a woman and guess what that's what they got in the hood that's what you got validation right now validation uh for your feelings has now turned into Leah Thompson. 
Now, there is no flack towards Leah Thompson, maybe a little, because I have my own opinion on that. But that's another podcast for another day. My point is, is that you, it went from respect me and my choices and I'll respect you and yours to not only do you have to respect my choice, you have to now respect the language I'm giving you to use. Oh, and by the way, everything I wasn't privy to as a man, now that I identify as a woman, I am now privy to. It, it, it went that far to respect me, me and my decision stoners to this man now wants to join women's sports. And it's all about inclusion. It's about you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings and all that. But sometimes you have to be real about certain situations. I was watching this clip stoners of this transgender MMA fighter uh, beat the living shit out of this girl. I'm talking manhandle her. It wasn't no MMA. It wasn't no martial arts. It wasn't no what the hell. It wasn't none of that. It was literally come here and beat the hell out of her. And then she posed and got all happy afterwards. But whatever. That's not the here nor there, even though that's over there. My point in stoners is that the slippery slope to respecting other people's feelings or wanting other people to respect your feelings is a very slippery slope. And if you go down that slope, a lot of things can fall with you. That's why I say nobody cares. So validation now means you as a man get to participate with quote unquote a weaker species a species that we are supposed to be protecting you're going to join them now right now we all know that women uh, athletically it would be very hard for them to go up against men that's why the men took it upon themselves and made a subsidized sport of every sport that they could at, uh, AE basketball uh, soccer you know, uh, baseball, which is softball, uh, uh, a plethora of sports, men and women swimming. They separated the two because people can clearly see that this guy can beat this woman and you can put any race, any gender, anything. If it's a female versus a male, nine times out of 10, the male will win in athletic things. Why? Because that's how we are built. In the beginning of time when there wasn't no genders and all of the bull, there was roles. Okay, if you're a weak man or if you're a woman, you stay in a village and you gather. All of us hardcore, I don't give a damn type people, we go and hunt. Right? And there was nobody telling the hunters, like, I want equality, I want to hunt. Oh no, 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 no. But as soon as you put air condition in the buildings, we want equality. <laughs> Shout out Andrew Charles. That was his joke. I don't want to steal his joke, but that was hilarious. And it's true. But that's not here no doubt. I'm kind of going off course. My point is, Stone is that nobody cares. See, it took one trans, and I'm not saying that the person I knew started it, but I'm just saying it took one transgender asking for validation for her feelings. And then after that, somebody wanted that plus something else. Then somebody wanted that and that plus something else. And now we're all the way here. And this is and this is my main gripe about the whole thing. This is my main gripe, right? It would be different. If we looked on the opposite side of it and seen women who transitioned to men and then went to go to men's sports, you don't see it. Now, I know you may be asking yourself, well, 
a lot of a lot of uh, women that transition uh, transition to men, you know, wouldn't want to go into physical and athletic uh, uh, things because you know they're still women, and that's and that's totally viable. I get that, but you have to see the discrepancy when the athletic men, whether they be the two hundred and third or the number one, the athletic men who transition just so happens to also want to go to women's athletics. Now, here's a bright idea of inclusion and, and, and respecting people's feelings and treating them like an equal. Why not transition into a woman and stay where you are? Like, like can you imagine a news story? You are accepted as a woman. You're a woman. And, and if Leah Thomas would have stayed in the men's division and became like the first or second in the world, that's a win for the women, right? If a woman transitioned to a man and, and, and then went to the G League some type of way, got into the G League, then proved this, uh, himself and then made it to the NBA and then beat LeBron in the finals, wouldn't that be a win for the women? But you don't see that because we all know I don't care what you transition into. You can transition into Hulk Hogan for all you want. Once you step into the realm of athletics and physical behavior, men will win nine, nine times out of 10. That is not a slight. That is not a diss. But that's just what it is. That's the slippery slope. I'll give you another example. So it's not because I'm not trying to get on transgender. That's just an example. You know, I was thinking about it today, but I'll give you another example of a, a great idea. And, and it was just now look at us. When you look at God, the world, how it is today, right? Look at where we came from, stoners. I'm about to get a little deep, but you don't feel me. Look at where we came from. Every time we try to, quote unquote, advance, uh, push the ticket just a little bit further. Don't get me wrong. Technological, I can't even say the word, I'm too stoned. But the technology we, we come up with since the invention of fire has been great. And it made our lives very simple. All right. But all these great ideas from a good person. Look at the slippery slope. We create fire. We have heat. Next thing you know, the nuke bomb. All of that trickles down. Okay, stoners. Now, I barely have a solution and I hate talking about problems and I have no solution. But my point is, is that nobody cares so once you try to make people care, well, now we have to care about everything. Hmm? Now everything matters. Even though it only affects you, everything matters. You see what I'm saying, stoners? I was told a lot of quotes by my grandmother and, and my grandfather. They always was talking to me, always was telling me things, you know, their thoughts on life and, you know, their little things. And my grandfather told me something one time when I was with him by myself and, and, and my grandmother told me something. And they both was talking about the same thing. Right? 
I was sad about one of my friends not liking me anymore, right? And when uh, my grandmother said, boy, you was born in this earth by yourself. You will handle your problems by yourself. And when you die, you're going to be by yourself. There is no bunk beds in the grave. Make sure you're happy, then worry about them. Mm, thanks, grandma. Right? And then, I, and then later that week, I was running to my grandpa about the same thing. I think me and the dude just made up or whatever. Right? And I found out that, you know, my friend was kind of not jealous, but he seen me, uh, you know what I'm saying, like doing things with the battle rap and blah, 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 blah. And he kind of felt like I was leaving him behind, like I wasn't including him on anything. Right? And I felt bad. I was like, you're right, bro. I should da, 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 da. My grandfather stopped me and said, no, you're not right. You're supposed to take care of you. He is supposed to take care of him. And then y'all share the happiness and taking care of yourselves with each other. That's true friendship where I don't need you. You don't need me. We're just here sharing happiness. That's true friendship. And I was like, wow. And like, Louis, look, look around, look at the trees. I'm looking at the trees. And he was like, now look down at the grass. I'm like, right. And like, you don't see the trees complaining about taking the, uh, taking the grass with them, even though they started in the same place. Mm. Grandpa. Mm, 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 mm. In other words, the day you're born, the day you open your eyes, the day you get spanked on your ass, and the day you start to cry, it is all about growth. It is all about growth. You tend to gravitate towards people that are either learning from you or you're learning from them. You're showing them something new or they're showing you something new. But growth is the foundation of any great friendship. And if you're growing and as you're growing, you're noticing your friend is either A, holding you down, which makes things a little bit harder for you. Or B, you have to slow down, look back and wait for your friend. And I mean, it in all fashions of life. See, it's validation of society is why we have all of what we have right now. The LGBTQs and the transgenders and da, da, da. everybody thinks everybody cares. Why do you think social media was invented? See, some people think, oh, no, they created social media so we can get in touch with each other quicker. That's what the telephone was for. That invention was already there. You know, we had mail. We had we had a uh, uh, telephone, you know. We had, I can get in touch with you quick if, a need, if need be. No, 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 no. See, what the industry and what, and what you know, the powers that be seen, right? Think about it. AIM and Friendster came out. He was the first social medias. AIM and Friendster came out. And they realized, right, that people want to connect, but they don't only want to connect. People want to show off who and what they are. Everybody wants to perform. There is no more performer and audience. We are melded together. One day I'm the performer and you're the audience, just like now. And maybe one of you who's listening to this podcast has a podcast of their own, which I don't know about. And I'm, I listen to everything and I'm listening to your stuff. Now you're the performer and I'm the audience. Either way, the owner of whatever app you're on, they're getting the big bucks. They're getting what matters. 
They're not getting rich. They're getting wealthy. There's a difference. So that was the answer to the blow up of AIM. And I think uh, AIM, you know, the Yahoo, Yahoo, you know, with the, all the screens everywhere and talking to this person and all that good stuff. Yeah. AOL dropped that and they seen the potential of what happened. It wasn't just people that wanted to connect. Right? Everybody wants to connect with everybody. We are a high people. We are a tribal person. Of course, we want to connect. But it's not. It wasn't just that. Like in these chat rooms, people were, for lack of a better word, performing because they thought somebody cares. But in actuality, nobody did. Whoever is on the other side of that computer who is talking to you, giving you uh, fake validation, making it seem like they care. They're only doing that because whatever you're doing is validating them. If they're an ugly guy and you're a beautiful woman, you just validated them because they feel like they did something right because they're talking to a beautiful woman. If a guy's trying to holler at you, right? And, and you say, no, 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 but you're still talking to him. And that's validation. See, men, we look for validation and status. We do things for a response. Okay? That's how we're hardwired. I had to break myself from that, stoners. I had to realize nobody cares. There are no bunk beds in the grave and trees don't complain because they can't take the grass with them, even though they started in the same spot. In other words, it's all about you until you make it about somebody else. You're the star of your movie. You have co-stars, right? You have you have uh, 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 now introducing. You have extras. You know what I'm saying? But you're the star. And once you stop acting like the star, and whatever you do, you looking around to see if somebody cares. You're not the star anymore. Because you're looking for somebody else. They're the star. But then, oops, they're looking for somebody else. Where's the star? We're lost. We're lost. Right now, anybody listening to this stone is your one TikTok away from being a millionaire, a famous celebrity, or whatever you want. You know? The struggle of becoming famous, like, first of all, uh, being interesting. And after being interesting, having some type of talent to go with said interest and then accompany that with hard work. You don't have to do none of that anymore. (laughs) You don't have to find your niche. You just want to do what everybody else is doing because it's working for them. What you don't understand is nobody cares. Nobody cares that you're streaming. Because that's not what you do. You ever notice, stoners, that every time you try something, because you're trying to do something, trying to do something, and it just doesn't work out for you, and you wonder, well, I'm doing the same thing that da 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 doing. Why am I? Why am I not getting the same results? Because you're not the same authentic as that person. You're not putting in the same work. You know, everything is romanticized. Everything is is put out to the front. But the journey of how you got there, well, that's never put out there. Mm-mm. 
No, 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 no. The journey and the struggle is never put out there. It's talked about because it sounds good, but it's never put out there for everybody to see. You know? Only the wins. So you thinking, well, let me do this. You know how many streamers popped up once uh, Ninja um, popped off? Streaming Fortnite? You know how many? I'm one of them. Matter of fact, I'm, I don't have to lie to you. I'm one of them. I don't just stream Fortnite, but I started streaming too. And yes, I started streaming because I was like, I play my game all the time. Why not stream it and try to make some money out of it? I seen a formula and I followed it. I must have messed up somewhere because I'm not a ninja, but you know, I do okay. See, I'm not, I'm not immune to what I'm saying. I literally just thought of this today and thought I would just put it out there and see what y'all think. The second part of this podcast is what I really want to talk about. Okay, Stoner, so it's like, you have to understand that once you wake up in the morning, all right, POV of you, your thoughts matter, your words matter, and that's it. Everything else is secondary. Nothing else matters until you make it matter. So when my, my transgender person I met, you know, and they wanted validation of their, I am a real woman, so treat me as such. You don't even need to ask nobody to treat you as such. Carry yourself how you want to be carried. Respect yourself how you want to be respected. And they'll treat you as such. There's no gender in respect. But you want to be something that you're not so bad. You're asking for the bare minimum. You're begging. You're protesting for the bare minimum of what we give to people. And that's just the respect of being who they want to be. But here's the thing about that, Stoners. And I'm going to be very real with you. If you are who you say you are, you do not need my validation to be that. You're going to be that, whether I like it or not. Okay, stoners. You want to be a woman, you want to be a man, you go do it. If I call you man or woman or whatever have y'all call you the wrong pronoun, then you know what? I'm the stupid one then. You either correct me educate me and move forward or you just totally ignore me and say i'm dumb and keep it pushing either way that momentary lapse in time where we cross and i do one thing that doesn't even make you upset but make you uncomfortable it's up what would you do you're gonna make me the star now and and start going all crazy about something that literally means nothing are you gonna stay the star and just listen to the paparazzi and the and the naysayers comment about you because you're what's up. But the moment you start looking for validation elsewhere, or so will other people. That's why I say it's a slippery slope, stoners. You should not have to worry about what other people think. You you don't have to be a Leah Thompson, right, and be 203rd in the men's uh, uh, swimming thing, right transition two years later going to the women's thing crush it by the way well actually she, she didn't she didn't crush it she did very well it just so happened she tied well she beat the girl by like a couple seconds which that never happens in swimming but she barely beat the girl right 
And I heard in an interview they did some type of calculations. They were tied, and they just gave the trophy to Lil Thompson. But that's another podcast for another day. My point is, Stoners, is that if Lil Thompson wanted to be Lil Thompson, be Lil Thompson. But stay where you at. You're already there. Show them that a woman can do what a man can do and get in the pool with them boys. Don't take the easy way out and hop in the pool with the women. Let them have their space. I have, I have two daughters. Do not be born a biological man and enjoy all the uh, amenities that we have as men. Reflex time, uh, 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 strength, muscle density, I mean bone density, all that good stuff. Transition. Get the bare minimum of what it means to be a woman. The bare minimum. And then you take an opportunity from my, my little girl that has worked so hard, but because of your God-given gifts means nothing. I'm sorry, I cannot get behind that. There's a reason why there's men in women's sport. There's a reason for that. For a woman, I'm sorry, for a man to transition into a woman and then go to the women's sport, I think is very weak. I think you should transition, become a woman, good job, appreciate you, and then stay in the sport with the people you're with and win one for the women. If an NBA player transitioned and moved to the WNBA, I'd be pissed off. I'm like, dude, you're already there. They can't cut you unless you're garbage. Win one for the women. But you know why they don't do none of that, Stoners? Because what they really want is validation. Hmm. Crazy. Long, 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 long time ago, I watched a movie called Joanna Man. And it's literally about this. A very long, I think it was the early 2000s, very, very long time ago. Uh, I'm not going to give it away, but premises, this guy that was in the NBA got banned from the NBA, but he still wanted to play basketball. So what he did was he transitioned to a woman on some, on, on some stuff like that, got into the WNBA, killed, of course. And, you know, the rest of the comedy starts from that. But you see what I'm saying? Hollywood always knows. But anyways, yeah, that's what Leah Thompson wants. That's what the, the MMA fighter wants. They want validation. And now they're accepting it no matter how they get it. I'm a woman. And now you have to treat me as such. Now I'm going to go win. Like winning a women's e- event doesn't make you a woman. It just makes you athletic. But in Leah Thompson's uh, case or any, any other transgender wo- uh, man that transitioned to a woman and goes to a woman's sport... I'm saying Stoner Talk BC. That is a weak move. That is a KD to the Warriors move. Okay? You're on a good team. Believe in yourself. If you feel that Almighty made a mistake and put you in the wrong body, cool. Transition, feel okay, you feel all right? Okay, cool. Why do you have to go over there? There's more competition over here. And where there's more competition, there's more validation. Can you imagine Leah Thompson crushing Malcolm? Uh, I said Malcolm Phelps. Uh, Michael Phelps. Now the trans women or real women chants get a little louder because you didn't want one for the women. But you don't do that. You transition to a woman, right? The one thing you say you are and you respect, then you go to women's spaces and dominate like the selfish man you are. Oh, uh, let's take a break from, uh, from some commercials, man. I'll be right back, Stoners.
and we're back. Anyways, um, yeah, Stoner, we're back. So, you know, just remember, man, like, you know, nobody's going to take care of you like you take care of you. And the day you start relying on somebody else to validate you, you don't have to start your own movie anymore. And I don't even think you're the co-star, but let's move on. I'm going to tell you a brief story and then move on to my soliloquy about this whole situation. Okay. Um, I get a phone call from a family member of mine and this family member, t- this family member tells me that some guy, excuse me, some guy, right, had punched my dad in the face. I actually snuck him. And uh, for those that don't know what uh, when you snuck somebody is mean, basically when you hit them very hard and they didn't see it coming. Now, you can kill somebody like that. Thank God that didn't happen. You can uh, blind somebody like that because when the mind doesn't know where the uh, that pain is coming from, what the brain does, this is how you get knocked out. But the brain does, when it can't compute what just happened to itself, it just shuts down. Like, if somebody hits you very, 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 very hard and there's, there's pain out of nowhere, your brain cannot compute. So it just shuts down and reboots itself, basically. Um. So when, when my woman told me about this, right, she said, call your aunt and talk to her. I talked to her. And she says something that at the end of the conversation, she says something that angered me so much. Um, what she said was, uh, you know, you're all your daddy have. So uh, I hope that means something. And then hung up after she told me what happened. And it, it made me very, 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 very mad because she put, I felt like she was putting pressure on me to either say or do something, but something has to be done and it has to come from you, All right? So that made me mad as hell. So I, I internalized that anger with the anger of somebody hitting my dad, you know? I went I went and grabbed uh, what I needed to go to the hood and, and talk to this guy. And as I'm leaving, my woman stepped in front of me you know, and she said, you got mail and gave me the mail. And she said, look at your hands. In one hand, I have what I needed. And in the other hand, I have the envelope she just gave me. The envelope was from uh, Spotify. It was one of my podcast checks and a very nice one, by the way. And she said, you're a very smart man. Calm down. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. I knew what she was trying to say. Lord, you got a choice right now. Think. So I sat down and think. I didn't really even think about it. I sat down. But the first thing that came to my mind was in one hand, I got my future. In the other hand, I got what can just cancel me. If I go there with the rah, rah, rah. All right, but I'm not moving off my aunt's words. I'm moving off. That's my dad. I love my dad. Y'all don't understand. He made a lot of mistakes in his life, you know, but... At the end of the day, I love my dad. He's my heart. You know, the day I lose him is going to be a tough day for me. But stoners, here's what I sat down and I did, when I did start thinking, this is what I thought about. 
he's my dad. He's been out uh, in these streets for a very, very long time. Um, I seen my dad come up. I seen him come way up, but I've also seen him lose and I've also seen him low. So, you know, life has given him a, a, a bad one, right? But when you think about me, I've, I've, my whole childhood, my entire childhood, I have never been stable. I've never had one house where I said, hey, this is my house. I come to it every day. Every three years, I changed schools. Every three years, I changed schools. Either because my dad just went in my A, couldn't find my mom nowhere, or I had to go live with my grandmother, auntie, or somebody who would take me in because my parents were out there. It's a sad situation when you know, because of life choices that I made, you know, I'm living in, I'm living in an abandoned house. Okay. And the only thing on in there is me. And I'm working at Wendy's at the time. And, and, you know, I save up my little cash, you dig? And I go to Best Buy and I buy me an Xbox with the, with the old, the old one with the green X on top. Well, it was a black X with the green circle that was my present to myself for working hard or whatever. The very next day I come home from work, it's gone. My dad had sold it or whatever. Um, now I knew all the crack, the crack dealers in, in Bridge City, so I went to each door and was like, yo, you got my thing? When I, run, when I finally found it, what was told to me was, this is a barter between me and your dad, man. If you got a problem, take it up with him. I'm bro. So I lost that. A month later, I said, I'm going to buy me a PlayStation. Literally the same thing again. So then I moved out of that house and pillar the post I did. And I slept on by a friend house in Wagaman once or twice. That's the subdivision right outside of Bridge City. And then I, after that soured out, I actually slept on the park bench of uh, Delta Playground. Uh, in Metairie, right, 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 right by David Drive, right off of David Drive. Did that for a little while, and this was a time where you know I was just to eat, just to have a place to sleep. Sometime I would pull B and E's. I would you know knock heads and take what you got. I would do whatever I needed, and a lot of this, not a lot, all of it, I'm not proud of, but I was in a very bad space eating out of garbage cans and stuff. It was just bad for me, you know? And uh, through this whole ordeal, no help from nobody, not one person. My own aunt threw me out in the middle of a, a storm, actually. Couldn't even wait till the rain stopped. Threw me out because me and her boyfriend at the time, her boyfriend, not husband, not fiance, but her boyfriend at the time, me and him got into it. A little argument. And she said, and I quote, I will never let somebody outside of my family come in and ruin it. She told that to who is her. I'm her godson and nephew. Her sister is my mom, but her boyfriend at the time made her look at me as somebody outside the family. Told me to leave. I had to leave. 
So I'm I'm pillar posing again. You know, stay with my uncle, uh, uncle Dwayne for a little while. A little while means four days. I got there, gave me a room, put a TV in that thing for me. Said, "Hey, man, look, just get your little job, chip in where you can, save your money, get your own place." Cool, simple enough. Four days later, he gets a visitor from one of his I thought was friends. They start arguing. My uncle Dwayne says, "Hey, man, look." Either shut your mouth or I'm going to get that thing. Dude didn't want to shut his mouth. I'm going to get his thing. Now, he didn't point at him. I did see this part. He didn't point at him. He just gave him that. It can get real. Well, he got scared and called the police. Police came, took us both away because I was there and they ran my name and I had a warrant. I got out like three, four days later. I didn't get out until like maybe a couple months later because he was on parole. So he had a whole other thing going on. When he got out, right? Now, the whole time he was in, I couldn't stay at his house because his wife was there, his wife and kid was there. And I guess out of respect, whatever have you, I don't know. That's another story for another day. But once he got out, I came to the crib. He literally, whilst he was in there, had somebody already ready to move in and pay rent and kicked me out and told me, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. You just got to figure something out. So he let me stay there for four days and then be the reason I go to jail and then kick me out. Yeah. I can go on and on all the way up until, you know, I'm at the moment I'm with now and I got the job I, I got now. But just know it's very bad. It's very bad. Right. And I put myself in every single one of those uh, situations stupidly. But like a man that believes in himself, I got myself out of every single one of those situations with no help. I made a name for myself in battle rap, a really respectable name in battle rap with no support. I have to literally beg to get certain people to come watch me battle. And then after I finish begging, I have to also get them in for free, free drinks, all the amenities. You dig? This is, this is me on the come up. I haven't even came up, stoners. This is me on the come up. So I can just imagine when the millionaires, you know, what they go through, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, you know, I'll give you another one. I'll give you this last one and I'll give you my reason. If I tell you all of this, I'll bring it home. There's this guy I know. And uh, he's been hitting me up a, a, a very long time. You know, asking me to do this for him, asking me to go this place and do this and da da da. I've talked to him in the last year more times than I've talked to him my entire life, and we grew up together. The reason being, I don't think he ever liked me, honestly. You know, I, I have watched this man one hand choke my dad in the middle of Fish Street. My pregnant girlfriend at the time of eight months with my son, Louis Jr. He told her whilst I was in the bathroom. I don't know why you mess with Lil Lewis anyway. I'm the one that really get money and I got a big dick. That's what he ex- that's what he told her. <clears throat> this is the same guy who has come to me recently and asked me to go to certain venues to help him out and 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 put his music on my podcast to help him out. Now I have no animosity towards him. I've, I've, I've long gotten over it. 
You know what I'm saying? You, I know what your fantasy was. Too bad it couldn't come true, bro. Hate, hate to be you. You know? But the reason why I brought up everything I've been through and everything I went through, and y'all know how I am today, only one person, one person can take even an iota of credit, and that's the woman I'm with, Catherine Durrell. Other than her, not one person would say, boy, if it wasn't for me, Lewis wouldn't have what I wouldn't have if it wasn't for you. Everything that I have achieved of value from my home to my cars to my bank account to my name to my respectability to my kids to everything I have I have done it on my own brow my own sweat no support I've said this so many times that if I go to every if I type in Bridge City on Facebook and then go to every single page that has Bridget on their page, you will not, I repeat, you will not see anything shared that has Stoner Talk or BC Battle Raps on it. Now, don't get it twisted, which I can see it can be easily twisted. I love my hood. It made me who I am, you know? But I'm not dumb, nor am I naive. And I don't forget anything and I hold grudges. I was sleeping on Delta Playground Park on the benches by the bathrooms because, you know, it's, it's kind of covered so you can, um, you know, get away from the wind. And I'm not talking about like, oh, it's windy. It's kind of cold. No, I'm talking about. Yeah. I've, I've, I've called and went to quote unquote family. And I've gotten answers so bad as to, man, I don't know, man. My my girl might feel kind of some type of way having a guy sleep on that couch. You know, damn. Like, how long are you trying to stay? Like, what you trying to do? And I'm like, why? These these quotes are coming from first and second cousins. And, 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 and friends, I thought that would take a bullet from me. And I definitely would take a bullet for them. But these are the, and I'm not asking for a week or two. I'm asking for tonight. Like, bro, I've been sleeping on park benches for the last month and I haven't said anything to you. I take baths at truck stops. You didn't even know I was homeless, but tonight is too cold. And you're you're telling me your girl would trip over one night. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'll be up and gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I said all that to say this. Once she told, once my aunt told me, you know, he, you're all he has. I look back down at my hands. I put my tool that I was going to use to help me out. <laughs> I put that back into the lockbox. I endorsed my check over the cat. I told her put it back in, the, uh, put it in the savings, please. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to try and get in touch with my dad and see if he's okay. If he's like, and if, check all the hospitals and see where yeah we'll go see him. But as far as as far as me becoming dun 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 guy, nah. Mm-mm. Because. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that, you know, somebody should have been there and poor me. No, 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 no. That's not what it is. Right? As your child, talking to my dad, as your child, I had not no support team. I had no family. I had no one. I got myself to a place. And I say it myself, I got myself to a place I thought I would never be, because I thought I had friends in abundance and family in abundance. And everybody in my family hustlers, so all y'all got money. 
How can a man who is that rich in, in, in friendship go homeless? There's be somebody, right, to be like, hey, come over here, man. I got a couch for you. I got a food time for you. I can help you out. Okay. But I didn't. And once I realized that I had to basically beg for help, I stopped begging for help. And I put on a front every time I'm around. I'm like, I'm good, dog. I'm, I'm straight. There'd be times where I didn't eat all day. But my friends want to smoke weed all day. So I'm smoking with them and just getting hungry and I'm watching them chow down and that and I'm just saying, nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to eat when I get home. I have no home to go to. I did that for about a year. There was nobody ready to slide for me and help me out. So I go back and talk to my girl and I tell her what I, what I think. And she was like, yeah, so what John said, and I told her, and, ex- and as soon as I told her what, I, what she said about, you know, you're all your dad has, she too got mad. And all I wrote on you. And she said exactly what was on my mind. Like, why now, all of a sudden, that type of responsibility is on my head? But you know what's funny, stoners? Nobody talks about the countless times I tried to get my dad to come out here and live with me. I have told my dad on multiple occasions, hey, come over here and live with me. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to do nothing but chill. I got you. You know how many times my dad told me, ah, man, I got something to do. Dad, you're a homeless crackhead. You you don't have anything to do. And that's how I talk to him now. Grown man, grown man. I'm 38 years old. Okay. Do you know how many countless times he said, hey, yeah, of course, of course. Hey, just meet me over there in front of Miss Hilda. I'll be right there and you pick me up the time you coming. Okay, cool. I would drive an hour and a half from my house and he would literally be nowhere to be found. He did that to me three times. It's one of those situations where I try to prevent what happened from happening. You get that? But once something actually happened, now I'm looked at as, well, what happened to you? Why aren't you over here helping them out? Blah, 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 blah. And it angers me. Because I had to figure it out. Sink or swim, Lewis. I had to figure it out. I had to figure out life with no parents. I had to figure out everything. I wanted to be an entertainer like my dad. I had to figure out how to do that. But I did it. I figured out how to be an entertainer. I figured out how to be a podcaster. I figured out how to be a good dad. I figured out how to be a hard worker. I figured out how to drag myself from a park bench eating out of trash cans to a four bedroom home with three cars in a driveway. It's a retirement plan to the job I have, a respectable name in battle rap and a podcast that just keeps climbing. I looked for help, didn't expect it. And didn't cry when I didn't get it. And it's all good. 
Or at least that's what they think. It's never all good with me because I remember everything. You know, and I don't want to be mean to nobody because I still got love for y'all. But when certain people hit me up and asking me for favors, especially when it has to do with things that I had to work for. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You can always go on a Play Store, download Spotify for uh, podcasters and just start talking. But to build up to the subscriber list that I have and the donations that I get. I've been doing this podcast for three years strong. No help. Nobody. Hey, check out my partner's podcast. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple of people here and there. You know, my partner's here and there, but none of them from Bridge City. I never got the, I never got that hometown hero love. You know, not like a fluke flame or bummer. Mm-mm. They wasn't feeling my raps and it wasn't feeling me. I was told I talk white back up. <laughs> and again, with no support at all. I became one of the coldest battle rappers down here. Can't mention all this battle rap scene without mentioning my name. I did that. So when you say I'm all my dad has and I need to make something happen. My dad knows he'll always have me and I did make something happen. I didn't follow in his footsteps. I followed in mine. There is nobody from Bridge City that can say, I helped Lewis or I made Lewis. I still love the hood, but don't get it twisted. I'm my own man. And all I'm saying is, let other people do so as well. Be their own man. Please follow me on all my social medias. Mr. Super Duper BC. That's M-R-S-U-P-A-D-U-P-A-B-C. Also, follow me on my, my YouTube. You know what I'm saying? That's just regular old Stoner Talk. And a TikTok is Stoner Talk. Folk 5-1. All right, Stoners, man. Now, so remember, all right? I'm going to let y'all go, man. Just remember, you're the star of your own movie. Okay? There are no bunk beds in the grave. Trees do not get mad when the grass don't grow with them even though they started in the same place. It may sound narcissistic, but it's all about you until you make it about somebody else. And when you do that, you are no longer the star of your own movie. And that's very sad. And never think that you're obligated to take care of anybody except you and your family. The sins of the son do not rest on the father. The sins of the father rest on the son. That's what they say anyway. <laughs> I don't know, stoners. Stoners unite. <laughs>